A new Star Wars journey begins in the place all good journeys begin. At, well, the beginning. This Star Wars Day, I'm excited to introduce the new Star Wars Canon Timeline Podcast, where we will piece together the complete story of that galaxy far, far away, in timeline order, from the dawn of the Jedi through the great unknown following the sequel trilogy. This is a podcast for both Star Wars superfans and complete newbies. Listen to the short intro episode now to hear how it works and what to expect over the coming weeks as we set the stage for the new television series, The Acolyte, which we will be covering with weekly breakdowns. Subscribe to the Star Wars Canon Timeline podcast wherever you listen to take part in one of the most epic and expansive stories ever told, following all the twists and turns from start to finish. May the 4th be with you all, all month and beyond. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Welcome to the Ted Lasso Podcast, where the Lorehounds, your guides to where to find windmills in Holland. I'm John. And I'm David, and this is our coverage of the Apple TV Plus original series, Ted Lasso. In this podcast, we'll be sharing our favorite laugh out loud moments before running down our top three favorite parts from season three, episode six, Sunflowers. Be sure to stick around to the end of the podcast for programming notes about our podcasting schedule for the rest of April and for a note about a special event we're planning for Star Wars Day to take place on May 6th. For early and ad-free access to all of our episodes, visit patreon.com slash the lorehound. Uh, as it happens, we're on a membership drive and we would like to hit 100 members before our first birthday, which is in July. And we're going to have some more information about that at the end of the podcast, so stick around for that. A quick reminder that for this season of Ted Lasso, we're doing short form recaps, but to make these podcasts a bit more fun, we're asking for your help to break down these episodes. Send in your favorite laugh out loud moments, as well as comments on any of the plot lines we have not covered. We typically record our Ted Lasso podcasts on Thursdays, typically, and those episodes are uh, usually aired on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. So it'll come out. I think Apple TV drops them at like 9 p.m. on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. So if we're recording on Thursday, that means you've got plenty of time to get your feedback into us before we record. 
send emails to lorehounds at thelorehounds.com or head to our website and either use the voicemail feature or the contact form. Or, you know what, if you want some real-time interaction, you can post a message on our Discord server and we can include those as well. You can find the link to the Discord in our show notes. Uh, we should probably mention that we are a little bit delayed with releasing this podcast. Apologies, everyone. Life schedules got in the way. I was well, traveling. you had to travel to Amsterdam. Right? I did, so. and I really had a great time. We went to a big jazz fest and right, uh, right. drank a lot of mushroom tea. And um, swimming in the canals is always a great thing to do in the middle of spring. You know, was that supposed to be mushroom? I, I was, I was on the LSD vibe with that. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, but. that was mushroom tea. Are you sure? Okay. All right. All I'm right. Sure. I get it. I get it. Oh, I, I see. Sure. I, <laughs> I believe you. All right. All right. Yeah. Fair so, enough. What, uh, just quick takes. Uh, what did you think of this episode overall, John? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm about to be burned down, but it was my least favorite episode of the season. <gasps> and I watched it and I went, that wasn't bad, but it wasn't it wasn't great. There were some there were some parts that I just was like, eh, I'm kind of bored. And then I get on Discord and I get on Twitter and I see everybody glowing about this episode. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, but I can't exactly. keep my mouth shut forever because Zip I have a podcast on this. Uh, I had a lot of fun with some parts, you know, the 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 fighting of the team and all that. Well, I guess we'll get into our favorite moments, but. Overall, I was I was not super hot on this episode. Again, it wasn't a bad episode of TV. I still had a good time watching it. So I don't want to you know sit here and complain about it because I'm overall very happy with the direction of the season. And I think that it's set up to go great places from here. What did you think about it, David? Well, this everything about this episode made my heart um, feel gazellic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I was coughing there a little bit. Uh, made me feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, it was a really long episode. It was packed. They, I think they're hitting their stride from a production standpoint. Lots of great camera angles. Lots of interesting filmmaking techniques or TV making techniques. The editing of the music scene when Higgins is playing Get Lost in the jazz bar. And they were jumping around to all the different storylines that were happening. It just... And then all of the things that happened to every character, just all of it together made my heart very happy. Uh, and I feel so far, this is my favorite episode of the season. You know, we've got, we're halfway, uh, right? We're 12 episodes this season and we're yep, at yep. six. So, uh, so far, so good. I am I am super pumped. I'm sorry you didn't have as much enjoyment <laughs> as everybody else. I mean, it's valid, you know, it's fine. You know, certain things hit, certain things don't, but I'll be interested to hear some of your takes on what what you did enjoy about the episode sure yeah yeah again like i didn't want to bring anybody down because everybody no, was yeah. having such a good time and so i was just like well i'll save it for the pod i'll save it for the pod and then i'll bring everybody down you know we're late this week anyway so may as well disappoint them multiple times you know we, one thing we did learn from the last of us is that hot takes do generate feedback in email so <laughs> if you want to get some uh, uh <laughs> shots in at john this is your chance now that's true that's true i'm open my my goal is open right oh nice uh you want to read us into the synopsis sure after losing a friendly match in amsterdam ted lets the team go out with no curfew the team spends all night arguing what to do, but ends up in a pillow fight. 
Higgins and Will head to the red light district where Higgins becomes a jazz star. Trent confronts Colin about his sexuality and the two bond. Keeley goes to meet Jack for a spontaneous date, leaving Rebecca lonely and Roy angry. Roy takes his anger out on Jamie and makes him train all night, but Jamie turns the tables and helps Roy heal. Rebecca meets an unnamed Dutchman with a boathouse and spends a romantic evening in his home. Ted tells Beard that he needs to try something new, which immediately causes Beard to prep hallucinogenic tea. After Ted is left alone, he drinks the tea, visits a museum, heads to an American-themed restaurant for a drug trip, and designs a new play style for the team. David, this was a great episode, as you've said. <laughs> I did not appreciate it enough. A lot How many times did you here. watch it? I only watched it once. Maybe okay. that's why. Maybe yeah. I needed to watch it more. I just had a busy week. But uh, but maybe I'll like it again on rewatch. Yeah, you know, I find that um, a lot of times if I'm uh, meh on an episode and then when I'm doing my recaps and I'm doing a scene-by-scene analysis stuff, I do find the beauty sometimes in things, which you shouldn't have to do. A television mm-hmm. show should stand on its own with its editing and it should grab you. That said, I oftentimes will fall back in love with something if my first watch was less than ideal. Did you watch it with your wife together? I did. And usually we laugh at it together and we point out things to each other. Mm-hmm. And this is when we were like, eh, it was, it was all right. We, we, both were, we both were kind of lukewarm on it. Interesting. Okay. All right, John, what was your biggest chuckle moment from the episode? Mine would be Danny Rojas asking to see one tulip when there are tulips directly behind him. <laughs> I was looking for the seat in the scene, looking where the tulips were, and yeah. <laughs> also, do they not have tulips in England? I was very confused. Why was this the night that he needs to see a tulip? It's an interesting question. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the flower market. Well, maybe he just doesn't get around to town and see the flower markets <laughs> and goes to the grocery. You know, he's a big, famous world uh, football star. I and know, uh, maybe know. somebody else does the shopping for him. So who knows? And then he, write, he writes the name of the tulip in Spanish. So yeah. everybody knows it's him. That was good. <laughs> that was, that so was good. good. There was a lot of good flower humor in this. It was. There was, I had, my note sheet had a ton of laugh out loud moments in this. Uh, but then on my second rewatch, and it's maybe biggest chuckle. I, I, the one that really grabbed me, and it, it wasn't like a laughing moment, but it was a heck yeah moment. And that was when Isaac, uh, who's played by Cola Bocchini, was raging at the team for not being able to create this cohesion of what they're going to do. Right. And he was just eating the scenery with that. He was just like full on pedal to the metal all the way out. And it was just fun to see him normally placid in this complete rage state. And it just made my heart very happy. Yeah. When he wants to make himself like big and scary, Mm -hmm. he can. And it's pretty funny to see him do that for the reason of we can't decide what to do tonight. Yeah. (laughs) And, and it was, it really brought the team together because they, I, maybe that was it. Maybe they weren't used to seeing their captain lose his composure in that way. Right. And that's what focused on him. He seems to usually go into himself, like collapse inward instead of instead of lash Rage out. outward. Mm-hmm. Like remember in season two, they were losing, and Jamie and Roy, or I, I guess it was just Roy, wanted to get through to him, get through to Isaac, and he was like, "Hey, you know, like like be angry. It's okay." You know, he he really tried to get him to open up more, right? And because uh, he closes off instead of opening up, but this he's like, "No, I'm ready to." show you the rage at the fact that we can't decide where to go yeah it was great 
All right, well, let's get into our uh, top three uh, favorite parts of the episode. Sure, why don't you go first? Okay, uh, mine is Rebecca. And I think last episode, I was asking for some more Rebecca storyline, and the television gods gave it to me. And I was very happy with this fun little setup. It was so very rom-com, and all season long, they've been making jokes, a little jokes, comments yeah. on the side about rom-coms. Yeah. And so what better to have a oblivious English woman walking around the bike lanes and getting knocked off a bridge? <laughs> like, that's a perfect, yeah. <laughs> perfect setup for a rom-com movie. Um, right. the, there was just so much uh, about this storyline that I really, really enjoyed. I've, I worked with uh, a, quite a number of Dutch people in, in my past. And I know this guy, like, I don't know this actor, but this guy, I totally recognize. And so that was kind of fun on a personal note. Mm. And his humor was great. Uh, you know, when he was saying like, oh, my technique is sound. I was like, wow, this guy is just so <laughs> flat affected. And it's, it was so very, very Dutch. Um, some other things I loved about it. Yeah, European combo washer drying machines suck. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. When I was on my honeymoon, we were we were there for a couple of weeks, so we actually had to do laundry. We were in Airbnbs and they were like, Oh, one of our hosts was like, Oh, you know, you can you can use our washer dryer if you want. And we tried it and I was like, Oh, this doesn't do anything, does it? And they said, Oh no, we have a rack. You gotta put it on the rack too. Exactly. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. I get it now. It's rough. Um and I, I, there's so many things. The the idea that uh, he talks about when he's talking about his breakup, that something um, that happens to you or something that happens for you, I thought that was very soulful and interesting and a really great way to turn that around and sort of um, save himself instead of going down the easy emotional pathway, you know, uh, uh, attachment leads to hate. Hate leads to fear. What, what's the the Jedi credo here? Uh, I don't know, but yes, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and instead, he's able he was able to let go of that for himself, and then realize that he was able to use that breakup uh, to you know in, in a different way and and not let it destroy him. So that storytelling to Rebecca, I think, is what really turned her. Uh, um, uh, attention to wow, this guy's like a really soulful guy, and he has an interesting life, and he's a dad, and and he lives on this great houseboat, and then boom, he tells this very authentic and revealing, vulnerable story, and I think that really captures her heart. And I love the fact that you can that they're exploring this idea that you could have a soulful connection and a, a real bond with somebody and not know their names, not actually consummate the, the relationship, mm. you know, in oh, that Did way. they not consummate, though? They did not. I don't think so. I did, there Didn't was nothing... he say, oh, yeah, when she said, did we? So, and I, I, know, I know that that doesn't necessarily mean he wasn't, he wasn't joking, or maybe right. he, he was referring to something else, but I don't know. All signs point to her having a baby. Uh, this is the last season, so she's got to get pregnant somehow. Uh, you know... It seems like seems like she might have considered sperm donation anyway because she's at the fertility clinic and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, you talk about a sperm donor. She doesn't know his name. 
Right. She doesn't know where he lives because he's on a boat. Oh. She's never going to find some, him again. You're going to put some points on this? I'm going to put some points on it. She got pregnant that night. Okay. All right. I took it as a uh, yes, we did was we had a connection. We didn't do the you know, intercourse thing, but we, we, we bonded on that spiritual level. And I think that that's my headcanon. But of course, I'm coming with that already, uh, at, with that uh, interpretation already. So, okay. yeah. Okay. So, we'll I, you see. know, I like that. I like that interpretation, but I'm, I'm combining that with what the psychic said and all the, all the things coming sure. true this season. But he I'm didn't a have a green match like, book. He didn't have a green matchbook, yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for a green matchbook to show up in the scene, but they didn't give us one, so. But I don't think that that was explicitly linked to having a baby. It Mm -hmm. was more that, you know, these were this this list of things that would occur. You know, the green Mm. matchbook. Oh, I see. Okay. What was the the thing that the woman said? I can't remember now. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's a series of clues, not as a oh yeah, the um, uh, the shite in nining armor. Right, right, right. Exactly. So I don't think that it necessarily needs to all come together in one thing. I think interesting. Okay, she could end up pregnant and be like, "Wow, the psychic was was powerful." So (laughs) right, these are um, not clues to the person who you're going to have a baby with, but evidence that the psychic is actually psychic. Right. And it, and that there's some sort of pathway or there's some process that Rebecca is on that was, is going to lead to that. Right. Right. Or at least, you know, lead to her believing in the psychic. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. That's good. Um, Gazelig, I love the idea. I think there's a Svika, which is like, that's coffee. There's another Swedish or Norwegian word, which means comfort, a, a sil- similar vibe. Uh, I guess we have... Uh, uh, home core here or cozy core, you know, and laugh, laugh. if you're Scottish. Okay. You know, yeah. That's a thing. I, I, so yeah, I was just, I, I loved that he kept sa- saying that. And then the line, she said, you keep saying that, but are you choking? Um, <laughs> so it was perfect. Very Dutch thing to say. And then the last thing I just want to uh, point out is when they're having this long soulful look and they're like, Oh, they're coming closer, closer. Well, they're not physically coming closer, but they're, really soul bonding and then the machine beeps it was a perfect comic timing so loved everything about the scene loved everything about this actor who played the unnamed dutchman and i really am glad that the writers gave rebecca's character a really soulful soul healing interaction and i'm happy for her that she had that uh, experience and it really yeah like I said it was one of the parts of the the whole episode that really warmed my heart Rebecca congratulations on the pregnancy <laughs> all right John what's your number one uh, moment mine would be sort of the journey of Jamie healing Roy and Roy opening up because this is something where we've seen Roy sort of closing in on himself all season, becoming angry, taking it out on people around him, like Trent and Jamie. Mm-hmm. And finally, Jamie, instead of fighting back about against it, mm-hmm. you know, he does what Ted did. He fights fire with water. Mm. Instead of instead of being, you know, I'm not going to train with you tonight. I'm going out with the boys and then getting into an argument and getting heated. He and leaving Roy alone, you know, he would be leaving Roy alone at that point. Yeah. He understands that Roy is hurt and instead of running away, he he leans into it and he shows yeah. Roy, oh, here's this and that. And and what's interesting is Jamie appears to have first been introduced to Amsterdam in a painful way. 
Yeah. You know, his dad, you know, took away his innocence there. Yeah. It seems like. And didn't seem like he was too upset about it. No, that, no, but you know, the, what? the dad that's, stuff, the dad stuff for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, anytime he thinks of his dad, I think he gets sad. Yeah. Which, you know, who wouldn't with that dad? Yeah. But, you know, they, they both sort of use their own pain to find a beautiful night out. You know, Roy mm. finally opens up about his grandfather. You know, I never learned how to ride a bike because my grandpa promised he would, he would let me. And yeah. I went back to my granddad and he was gone. Right. And that's, you know, that's a very painful thing for him. But just even saying it out loud, let him try to ride a bike again. Although I right. did enjoy Jamie having to tow him back <laughs> at the end. You. That was yeah. pretty funny, too. Yeah. So I, I just he really... He was up when he got on the bus. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I like how they finally got to the windmills, you know, they mm. finally got him there. Just just this whole thing of, of this night out on the town with the two of them, you know, dancing around, trying to have a good time or... Uh, you know, running away from your feelings, you know, there really, that's the whole thing is, is Jamie is told with Roy, you know, we have to run away from our feelings, from our problems. Right. And then Jamie's like, yeah, sure. I could do that for you. And Roy can't keep up because, you know, he's, he's getting a little older. He's, he's got his injury. Yeah. Uh, and, and Roy can't keep running away from his problems. He's gotta, he's gotta accept help and be towed back to society by mm, Jamie. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. that yeah. He's a team. He, yeah, he's he's on uh, Jamie's bike on on the back seat on the way back. That's really interesting. I didn't catch that. That's very cool. Yeah, Jamie was in charge there on the way back. Yep, yep. very cool. I, I'm really falling in love with Jamie. Uh, his his uh, his diction, the way he's pronouncing words, his sort of joie de vie, the the whole embracing of his position now and uh-huh. and becoming less of an asshole. Um, I just, it's, it's really charming me. So yeah, it's good stuff. They could make a YouTube short of him just spending 10 minutes saying words that end with virginity. <laughs> I can't do it. I wanted to say virginity. That's the one that made me laugh. Virginity. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, 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 nobody could do it like him, you know? Mm-hmm, I mean, no. the first one that really caught our attention, I think was, I am an ugly, ugly boy. Yeah. Yeah, that was so good, and I, I I could just listen to him say words ending with Y all day. I want to know what the um, the accent or the regional accent is. I don't know. Maybe somebody can write in and and we've us got a little the Brits out there. We do. We have we they'll, have they'll let us know. Yeah. They're our number two global listeners. So wow, a, are are they number two or number three? I think the Canadians were number two. Anyway, oh right in. Okay, my number two. Uh, speaking of number twos, is total football. There's something that really struck me when Beard, or should I say Piggy Stardust, uh, <laughs> asks Ted, you know, did you discover, do you know, did you make this up yourself? And Ted says, like, yeah, like, wh- you know, wh- why? And Beard reveals that this is a, a, an already existing football strategy. And what I think is very cool about this is that even though it's already been discovered in the world, Ted is discovering it for himself for the first time, and he's inventing it for himself and seeing the logic. It's like um, discovering gravity. Yeah, you live with it, but until you actually investigate it and discover it, sure, there are other people who've done a lot of research and science about it, but when you really experience it and discover it for yourself, that is something that is way more powerful and alive for you than Mm -hmm. it's if just reading the pages on a book. Which is also a valid and fine way to, to learn stuff, obviously. But Ted now, for Ted now, total football and the triangles are alive with him. And football it's something. Is life. Hmm? 
football, football is life. life. Um, it's something that's alive with him now and that he is going to live in a different way than if he just studied the, the book. Um, so I really appreciated that, his, this, this journey of self-discovery. And so when he's like sitting at the Yankee Doodle Burger Barn and he hears the announcer talk about the Bulls triangle offense, and then you look on the table and there's a triangle of ketchup, <laughs> mustard, and, because you're in Netherlands, mayonnaise. Uh, I'm very happy. I'm a big French fry mayonnaise guy. Um, there's a little triangle there. And then he's talking about the, you know, a pyramid is really just a triangle. And then falling into the whole animation thing with the, the true spirit of adventure. And <laughs> that was just all superb, really, really lovely stuff. So I appreciated every aspect of it. And I did, there's a whole great Wikipedia, Wikipedia article on Total Football. In fact, it goes back to the 30s, but it was really the Dutch national team Ajax in the 70s, which are credited for reinventing it in a modern context, even though it had been existing for quite some time uh, prior to that. So really um, very cool. And I think, I think maybe this is going to be their winning strategy. I don't know. Did you have thoughts on Total Football? I really liked it. I mean, it made sense to me mm. looking at it as someone who does not follow this sport at all, or any sport, really. Just, you know, this keep everybody moving so that it's harder for people to predict your strategy. Yeah. I think that that's great. I think that that's a, that's a great move for him. And I really like that he, he discovered it for himself. You know, I was, I was thinking as you were talking about, you know, you're in math class in high school, right? And they'll say, okay, we're going to learn how to do this thing in algebra today. And instead of just showing you the end result, they'll have you walk, walk through the way yes. that this was come yes. to. That always stuck with me more. Yeah. And this is what Ted's doing, right? Is, is he's putting together the Pythagorean theorem for the first yeah. time for himself. Even exactly. though, you know, Pythagoras invented this thousands of years ago. We could, we could just read it. It's so much more in your brain. It makes more sense to you. It feels like part of what you're doing if you discover it for yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's just like even when we do the Tolkien stuff, right? It's, it's, I could read a summary of the Silmarillion or I could work my way through it. And if I mm -hmm. work my way through it, I'm going to remember it much better than if I read it on Tolkien Gateway. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, just reading Wikipedia articles and going, oh, that's interesting. Check mark. Move on. Right. But actually, yeah, discovery, the act of discovery. Right. Yeah. And how great was the Yankee Doodle Burger Barn? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Australians. The <laughs> yes, it's Not true. knowing what Chicago is and, and yeah. uh, all the things. It was so, so Australians, this is a big thing for, for Australian uh, youth, uh, is because they're so far away and it costs so bloody much to get off of Australia into other places. When they come to the United States, when they come to Europe, they will do that. They will work in restaurants and bars and uh, other cash-based uh, jobs and um, hang out for a while, earn a bunch of money, go travel again. Uh, so there's a huge culture of it. And um, hmm. I believe Alicia on our Discord also, who lives in Amsterdam, mentioned that the firm that she thinks that this burger barn was based on is notorious for, not, not notorious in a bad way, but very well known for hiring a lot of Australian staff. So <laughs> Very, very common. But I love the, the, the guy's blank look when he throws out the Chicago line and he's just, what, I, I don't understand. <laughs> right. It was brilliant. Right. Can, you just, can you just give me one of the answers yes. that I gave you, <laughs> one of the choices that I gave you? That is, I'll, I'll say this, that's, that's been a frustrating thing for, as someone who has worked in food service before. Yeah. You give somebody a list of choices and they 
respond to you in a cryptic way that does end up frustrating because you've right. had a long day and you and just, just need somebody to, to tell you a b or c right the um <laughs> was the barbecue sauce that she brought out to him was that one that he brought with him that was was that a barbecue sauce from his home no he um he said surprise me with your favorite sauce right but then what was the significance of that sauce i don't know if it was the name or if it was from where he's from oh, i don't or know he, wasn't there there was something in an earlier episode about a jar of barbecue sauce or something so i don't maybe remember. somebody one of maybe one of our astute listeners will write in truly truly there was actually a catch from last episode i think it was mm-hmm. that i did not that that was a callback to a season two episode mm-hmm. that i did not mention at the time which i should have done one of your callback kind of things. yes well that's what that episode. section is for i know but i don't invite it because i i just don't and so here we are and the remember when they were talking about oh it's like when your first love when your love leaves you, but they they, they found their soulmate, so it's okay. Mm-hmm, and yep. Beard, and sorry, and and uh, yeah, Beard says a name, and Roy looks at him real quick. That's because yeah. Roy said he dated that woman in the Rainbow episode. Oh, for some reason. So Beard and Roy have dated the same person. Oh, that's crazy. I this think show, that's pretty funny. Yeah, this show. I wish we had more time to do all the the background research on this because there's so much going on. So much yeah. going on. Yeah. All right. What's your number two? Mine is watching Higgins live the dream. I mean, first of all, you have this whole fake out every time he tells somebody <laughs> he's going to the red light district. He's so good. He's completely oblivious so that good. nobody understands what he's really going to do. And everybody thinks he's going there to engage a sex worker. Yeah, right. Or get some drugs or any any kind of other illicit activity that the red light district gets its name from. Yep. But he's like. Oh, no, that just happens to be where the jazz club is that yes. I want to go to. That's so funny. And just the fact that, I mean, you know, I used to play a lot of music. Mm. I've never seen somebody be like, oh, you play this instrument? Why don't you come play a bunch of songs with us? But maybe mm. jazz is a different culture. Mm. Uh, but but it was pretty fun to see them go, oh, you play? and Because he's just rocking out, right? Yeah. Just, just yeah. watching him rock out like, with his airbase. And then he goes up and he's just having a great time. And even Will is impressed and taken aback. He's he's blown away by the fact that Higgins is really killing it up there with the jazz band. Yeah, I want awesome. this series to end with Higgins with his own jazz band in, his, in the States. With a little goatee and... Uh... Uh, yeah. Oh, not in the States. I'm sorry. We're in England. In yeah. England. In England, he's yeah. going to have his own jazz band. Yeah. No, that was amazing. Um, the And, and the, the comment of, and tonight is the night when young William becomes a man. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's talking to his mom about that. That was hilarious. That was just such perfect comic timing. Let me ask you, though. What the hell did he mean by him becoming a man? <laughs> well... That well, and reference to Jamie, right? Jamie losing his virginity, losing. Do you lo- lose? No, your I know, I know okay. what the expression "becoming a oh, man." Oh, I think, refers I think, to, yeah, 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 yeah. What was Higgins trying to say with that? Even <laughs> I think to uh, introducing him to jazz culture and to jazz history and into okay, uh, yeah. all right. I buy That's that. why I read it. Yeah, I buy that. That's pretty yeah. funny though. Good stuff. What was your number three? Time to collect my winnings for, what is my winning streak now? Two weeks in a row? Three weeks in a row? You're doing well, man. You're doing well. I am doing well. Trent Krim. Trent Krim. He's here. He's there. He's every effing where. I don't know. I don't have a song for Trent Krim, but uh, maybe we need one. I am so, so happy that we have an end to the question. You You know, what is Trent's opinion, lifestyle? 
sexuality, what is the thing that's behind him. And for, you know, the last couple of episodes, everybody's been on tenderhooks waiting to find out if um, Trent is an ally or a foe. And I'm so, so glad. And I love the way that they did it. The moment he stuck his shoe in the door and he had those leopard sprints, I knew it. I was just like, yeah, this is it. It was perfect. And um, when he, when they're at the bar and Colin is, you know, gets all jittery and, and runs off, and when Colin calls him back and he says, there's a reason I haven't told anybody, you know, like, what is that reason? Think about it. And Colin's like, oh, so it was really well played. I felt it was really earned. I really love the actor who's playing Trent Krim. I love Trent Krim's character and that they're, yeah. even though we're only getting a small amount of him, he's well-rounded. Mm-hmm. And the story that he's telling, uh, Colin, and they're actually sitting on the uh, uh, gay rights monument in Amsterdam. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, which are three pink triangles, which is what was used to, to mark uh, homosexuals during the World War II by the Nazi uh, German army uh, people. Um, and that he, the story, like in, when I was re-watching it for my notes, and I had the subtitles on, uh, Trent is actually telling a story about how uh, he came out to his wife and he had to come out to her twice. And Colin's like, oh, my God, does, does she understand now? And he's like, yeah, finally, we are really good friends. And, you're, and, and Colin says to him, and your daughter? And Trent's like, yeah, we're great. And so the fact that Trent has this holistic full life and is not just a cartoon cutout of, uh, of a gay ally or a, a gay man himself really, really makes me happy. And I'm really glad that they've included this storyline in the season this year. So yeah, super, super happy. And, uh, and first of all, congratulations on your winning. Thank you. Second, this is great because it shows how Trent did have everything to lose mm-hmm. by coming out and, right. and it still did work out in the end. Once he was true with himself, it was painful to get through, mm-hmm. but in the end, everyone was better off for it. Everyone right. was better off for him being his genuine self. And I think Colin needed to hear that because sure, you know, we know, we don't know. Professional sports has a bit of a reputation for yeah. how it treats uh, others, let's say. You know, people people other than the mainstream. Yep. And I think that he, you know, he, he has the right to be afraid a little bit. But Trent is basically saying, you know, you can you can be afraid and it might be painful coming out. But in the end, you will be better off for it if you finally are true to yourself. And I think Colin really needs to hear that. And I, I do think that you're you're going to see Colin sort of succeed more in like mm-hmm. be an actual strong and capable man if he is honest about what kind of strong and capable man he is, like who he is right. underneath the exterior. And as as he was recounting to Trent, you know, what he got from Dr. Sharon's counseling is that, you know, he has these two lives and they're, they work, but he has this ache that he wants his life to be <laughs> one life. Right, right. And that ache, that pain, that open thread, that unresolved anguish is going to keep him from being a, a great player on a great right. team. And I right. think that's what we see, and we've been talking about all season, is that coming around to your true self and acknowledging and being that, that's where you're going to gain power. That's where you're going to find truth to power. Right. 
You know what, though? I mean, I, I do think that in the end, we will see an overwhelmingly positive reaction from the team and not unearned, right? Because right. Ted has been bringing these people together and getting them to love each other a little more. I right. also think, you know, this is as much as they're athletes, they're also young men, right? Yeah. They are. They grew up in an era where homosexuality was not as ostracized as in previous generations. Right. And that right. is going to play in Colin's favor, too. Right. So I, I think it will be earned when they show him love afterwards. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I would be surprised if we had, yeah, anything else in this season with these writers and this storyline, if that doesn't resolve in a, in a way that's right. a, a real positive message. Right. And Colin, it, the, <laughs> this little speech that he gives to Trent, how <laughs> wonderful and, and truly sentimental. I don't want to be... A hero. I don't want to be a leader. I just want to be able to do my thing and right. kiss my man when everybody else is kissing their whatevers when right. we win a game. That, that's all I right. want. I just want to live my life. And that is just such a wonderful sentiment. Right. I want the gift of normalcy. <laughs> right. Even though he's driving a bright orange Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. He's very funny. Oh, all right. What's your, uh, what's your number three? Mine would be watching the team's argument become the bonding experience. Mm, yeah. Because, you know, the, the pillow fight was sort of the culmination of it. But really, the whole thing was this team had a lot of things to hash out, right? Mm. They, were, they were not playing their best. They were all bitter about Zava leaving, so they were depressed about that. They are upset with themselves and each other for not playing better. They, they felt stuck. And what they really needed was sort of what Ted was saying. You know, I just need to be punched in the face. Right, right. And... And I think the team kind of needed that, too, metaphorically. They mm -hmm. needed to have that pillow fight. They needed to have that argument. They needed to get a little tipsy together and just fight it out and, mm -hmm. and be honest. And it was really great to see this. I think it was, it, was, uh, it was sort of showing how a little bit of, of chutzpah, a little bit of, little bit of argument can be productive if, if done right and in a healthy, mm. controlled environment, right? right. Like sometimes, sometimes it's better not to stay quiet. It's better to speak your mind and, and let people know that you're not happy with what's happening. You know, you're Isaac, and you need to tell everybody, like, no, we are going to do this as a team. Mm -hmm. Come on. And no, you little pervert, you're not going to the sex show. And, <laughs> <laughs> and no, we're not taking a two-hour bus ride. Right. right. Both of them ridiculous situations. Totally. Right. Why were those the only two options? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole city of things to do. You know, know, it kind of reminds me of what, what you're just saying now. takes me back to our coverage of The Last of Us with uh, Bill and Frank. Um, yeah, yeah. And how, uh, oh, remind me, I believe it's Frank who is the... Um, who's the newcomer into the situation, right? Bill was the one that was living in the house, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, there was, I can't remember the exact moment, but there was something about like, uh, the, you know, I, I, I'm going to be upset. I mean, I'm going to, to stomp my feet and I'm going to kind of yell at you and you're going to be quiet and sullen and that's fine. It doesn't mean that our relationship is over. Right. I have to have this self-expression because that's, that's just part of my uh, psychological makeup. And just because I, I have a, 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 a lot to say and I have a, to be animated about it and to be energetic about it doesn't mean that our relationship is over. And so, like you're saying, the, the team needed to exercise these demons, to exercise this energy, to release this pent-up frustration. 
and but do it in a constructive way and in a in a safe way where nobody gets injured on their multi-million dollar right. contracts. Break the pillows out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, the pillow fight was a perfect way for them to get that resolution and to get all that energy out so that they can be cohesive whole. Right. Definitely. Cool. All right, David, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we will do some listener feedback. And we're back. David, would you like to do some listener feedback now? Sure. We didn't get anybody writing in this week, but we've got a lot of chatter on the Discord. Now that uh, Mandalorian is uh, winding down, everybody's coming over and catching up on their Ted Lasso, and there was a lot of great comments. First up is uh, Alicia in Amsterdam, and if you've been listening to us for a while, you know that Alicia has been helping us a lot with our Mandalorian coverage. She's going to be on uh, the podcast with us with uh, our next MC Universe show. Uh, She comes on to talk to Jean and I a little bit about Guardians of the Galaxy. Turns out she lives in Amsterdam. And so she had a a bunch of comments about the episode on the Discord and then also sent me a DM with a whole bunch of more stuff uh, because she was like, oh, I don't want to overload the Discord, but like there's this and this and this and this. So uh, most importantly, she pointed out that the international humor was spot on here and that she also confirms that Prick is the best gay bar in town. So if you need a place to go in Amsterdam, go to Prick. Uh, because Thunderdong, right? Like, how can you not go to a, a party called Thunderdong, um, where they serve um, uh, vanilla-flavored vodka? Ooh. Of course. Um, and that the Yankee Doodle uh, Burger Bar is actually an amalgamation of several places. But she adds, uh, quote, it's worth noting that American-themed stuff, including restaurants, has been super popular in the Netherlands since we were all kids, at least. People here consume a lot of American media, which is one reason why everyone speaks English so well. And there are at least as many people here who absolutely love Americana as who hated it. Probably, the, probably more, she said. Um, I would add one thing about um, the Dutch as well. I believe dollar for dollar, they are the single largest investment holding, uh, you know, in, uh, holders of investments in American assets, even lar- more so than the Chinese. Oh, wow. Uh, so they'll be so taking over soon. Very. They, they run, I mean, you know, you want to talk about banking consortium and financial consortium, the, the Dutch are all over it globally. So as soon as you use the word consortium, people tremble. Yes. They kind of freak out. All right. Next up, um, DJ Miwa on our Discord um, posted a link. He was catching up to some of our coverage and some of the episodes. And uh, he mentioned uh, that uh, he was happy that we talked about uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, okay, I can't. Ibrahimovic. Thank you. Yes, anyway, Zlatan, who is the real world football star that um, uh, Zava is based on. And he posted. A YouTube link of a supercut of Zlatan's goals. And oh my Lord, if you have not seen this, you know, either go on our Discord or, or go on YouTube and just uh, do, you know, Zlatan goals. This guy is unworldly in his football abilities. And the way that they styled um, Zava in the show and the kinds of goals he was getting, it's no joke. They were doing a one to one comparison. Nice. With uh, Zlatan. It was absolutely amazing. 
That's fun. I like that they pull from the real life football stars for the yeah. show. Yeah, I would if you get a chance, John, uh, check out this YouTube. It's just a few minutes long. I will. Some of these goals are incredible. He does backward kicks goals. Balls will be flying in from the side, and he'll he did this helicopter goal where he spun. He just stood and spun around in place and kicked the ball with the back of his foot, sort of in this opposite spin direction. It was okay. Wild. All right. It was wild. So guy knows what he's doing. Completely. He is. He's a complete natural. All right, the last piece of uh, um, feedback that I picked up on the Discord was uh, Rocky Zim, who is a new member of our Discord. Welcome, Rocky. Thanks for joining us. Um, They say, not sure if anyone spoke about the whole therapist-client relationship thing. And yes, we did. We had a back on episode four, Wandering Not Lost, wrote in uh, a bunch on the Discord for the record. Uh, But Rocky continues, I'm a social worker, and overall, overall, It is unethical to ever get into a relationship with your client at any time. Some states or associations may have a time limit, like five to 10 years, but ethically, you should not date a client because it can lead to some power and control issues in a relationship when a person knows everything about the other person. And Rocky continues, in Ted's case, was the dude trying to split them up so he could get with Ted's wife? How honest and ethical was the therapist being in those sessions? Ted is sharing intimate things with the therapist and trusting that the guy was there as an ally and then turns out to be the guy his wife and who ended the the relationship up for. I can see how Ted would be torn up over it. Um, John, I remember back then you this was this really disturbed you. You were not happy about um, the therapist and Ted. I mean, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. I mean, this guy should be ashamed of himself the way he's doing this. Mm hmm. And uh, I, I honestly think Ted was too gentle about it. He was, yeah. You know, and not even at Michelle, because, you know, Michelle's free to do what she wants, date who she wants. But this guy really like he he paid him. He yeah. hired him. Right. To listen to his confidential materials and give him sound advice. And, and Rocky Zim points it out very well here. You know, take advantage of this. He just absolutely took advantage of Ted's vulnerability and Michelle's vulnerability. And it's it's truly awful. And. You know, you point out a good thing here, Rocky, which is, you know, there may be a rule that says it's not unlawful mm-hmm. to do this. But even if it's not unlawful, like there's a lot of things that aren't illegal to do that you still don't <laughs> want to do. You know, do. you don't exactly. want to fart on an airplane, right? Like, just don't do it. <laughs> oh, wait, nobody ever does that, do they? <laughs> you know what I mean, though, is, uh, you know, there's there's things that that as a society, we we go. Oh, that's icky, even though you could do it. You know, a 70 year old dating a 20 year old. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can do it. But is it is it ethical? Uh, I don't think so about that. So, yeah, I mean, it's gross. It's gross. I hope that I hope that they break up. You know what? I just hope they're fictional characters. There's not real life consequences (laughs) here. I hope they break up. Right. Yeah, I think you make a good point there that just because uh, in the fictional world, in the fictional state of Kansas, whatever, that that they could legally do it doesn't mean as a, yeah uh, I think Rocky as you point out Rocky makes a really good point here it just shouldn't be done if you if somebody was ever your patient you should never um, never get involved with them you're just gonna have to move on right all right uh, just a reminder that uh, episodes have been airing on Apple TV at Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. and typically we try to record on Thursdays this week it got a little jumbled because of 
spring break school schedules and we had Mandalorian season three ending and we delayed our recording for that so we could do some season wrap up stuff. But uh, this week it should be on Thursday for our recording. So you've got plenty of time to write into lorehounds at thelorehounds.com or head over to our website and leave a comment in the contact form or leave us a voicemail. And uh, we'll take a look at the Discord as well and try and fish up any comments there. But let us know your favorite moments. What are the things that made you laugh the most? What are the things that gave your heart the most gazelling? Um, and, uh, or the storylines that we're not touching. There are so many things that we can't cover in uh, the time that we have for this. So please do let us know. We're halfway through. We've got six more episodes, and I think it's going to be a banger of a season. No question. I hope so. Very cool. I like this episode more after talking about it. So, oh, good. <laughs> I uh, I hope that the next episode is even better, and I hope that it grabs me on the first watch. David, I think it's time for our outro. Yes, we've got Patreon subscribers galore, we and do. we are so grateful for them. We have twenty-one lore masters now. That's our top tier. They pay ten bucks a month, U.S. dollars, or you know, it converts to foreign uh, currency. And I'm always surprised when we have lore masters from across the world. Yes, it's pretty awesome. So here's our list, because we like to say thank you to these lore masters here. Samarchin, Cyrus, Mark H., Michael G., Michelle E., David W., Brian P., Nick W., SC, Peter O.H., Bettina W., Adam S., Nancy M., Lavinia T., Duve71, Brian8063, Frederick H., Sarah L., Garrett C., Eric F., and Matthew M. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are keeping our podcast running, keeping the gears turning here at Lorehound Central. And we have so many exciting plans for our, our Patreon and for uh, future content for even the public. And you guys are helping that happen. So thank you. Yeah. And um, as we tipped uh, a little bit at the top of the episode, we're coming up on our one year podcast anniversary. We've been working on the podcast for longer than the year, but our first episode dropped in uh, July. And we wanted to see if we could give ourselves a little goal, and that is to gain 100 subscribers by the end of July um, and to help us celebrate and to help us sort of get to the next level. And one of the things that we, you know, it costs money to actually do what we're doing. And if we can increase our resources, we can actually increase the amount of podcasting that we do. So if it works for you, and it um, uh, and it's something that you feel you know like you've been sitting on the fence or whatever. Come over and join us and uh, become a subscriber. Everyone who is a member at the end of the month of July uh, is going to get a special gift. We're putting something together now. I don't want to say what it is until we get everything done because I don't want to mess up anybody's expectations. But everybody's going to get a thank you gift uh, who are subscribers at any level at the end of July. So, exciting stuff. Um, John, what do we have up for the rest of April? We have a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, we have an episode of Silmarillion Stories coming out on Monday, April 24th. Then more Ted Lasso, Season 3, Episode 7 coming up. Uh, we have an MC Universe episode coming out, prepping yep. for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. You were chatting with Jean and with Alicia, who you yep. might have heard on our Star Wars The Mandalorian Season wrap. Then we're actually going to be starting. We didn't, we're not sure when they're going to come out yet, but sometime this week we're going to have something out for Barry. And then at the beginning of May, we're going to start covering White House Plumbers. So we're super excited for that show. That looks super good. If you liked Veep, 
that looks like the same vibe as this. So we're going to be probably sharing some of the same laugh out loud moments that we do with Ted Lasso. And I'm really pumped to get started on that show. Yeah, uh, that looks good. Uh, That was actually a a Patreon poll. So Patreon members, we do lots of polls. We have an exclusive uh, second breakfast, which is where we talk about breakfast foods. But then we also talk about what's going on in our lives personally. And we've been doing this thing where we're picking films to to sort of subject each other to watch and then uh, podcast about them. And since we've been running so many polls, we thought, well, we have this little weird space between any big tent poll shows. There's a three or four interesting shows on right now. And so we put it to the patrons and they picked Barry and um, the White House Plumbers uh, as our next things to cover. And John, I watched uh, episodes one and two last night of Barry. Uh-huh. Whoa, what? Oh, it's a great. Weird and wild show. This is yes. become. It is. Yes. I, I am. I was like, what show is this that I'm watching? Because this is doesn't <laughs> remind me of season one of Barry. But I was. No, I'm no. hooked. I'm so yeah. hooked into it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's changed a lot. I've also been boning up on my Watergate lore for White House Plumbers. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it should be. So a that should be fun too. I'll have some you. details. Yeah, and we actually have a Patreon member who's actually worked on some presidential records material around wow. the the Nixon tapes and uh, and all of this stuff. So we're hopefully going to have some interesting feedback from them as we watch it. So yeah. We love a cool. scandal. We do. <laughs> we do, we do. Uh, last thing, last thing, May 6th, two days after May the 4th, which is the official Star Wars day. Now, kind of like, you know, when your birthday, when you're a kid and it's in the middle of the week, but you have the party on the weekend, that's what we're doing here. Uh, we both have busy work-life schedules. And so rather than trying to fit something in on the 4th, we're going to do it on Saturday, May the 6th. It'll probably be in the early evening East Coast time. We're going to watch the original 1977 Star Wars movie, A New Hope. Uh, I think the remastered, but without the new added stuff, Han shot first in this episode, uh, in this version that we're going to watch. We're going to have that on our Discord. We're going to live stream it. And we'll be chatting in the text chat so everybody can interact and talk and we can, you know, have some fun. And I think we'll probably do some live stuff before and after the episode. We're still going to work out our schedule for that. But that's all going to be on our Discord. It's not going to be recorded so that we don't get into any kind of trouble or anything like that. But we will be uh, showing it live. So that will be our fun May the 4th related activity. And that's going to kick off our... Star Wars Film Fest, and we're going to watch all nine movies. We don't have a schedule for it yet. It's coming. Um, But we're going to watch all nine movies and podcast about them. People have been asking us. I think it's a good time, given the state of the Star Wars IP world, um, to get a fresh perspective on the core movies and the core Star Wars uh, story, the the, the Skywalker saga. John? Absolutely. Yeah. Any thoughts about that? I'm really excited. I, I could okay. watch Star Wars all day, and I will. I will. <laughs> and all night as well. And all night. So I'm looking forward to that. If you want more Ted Lasso, come back next week, of course, write in at lorehounds at thelorehounds.com. Get early access at patreon.com slash thelorehounds. We will see you then. The Lorehounds podcast is produced and published by The Lorehounds. You can send questions and feedback and voicemails at thelorehounds.com slash contact. Get early and ad-free access to all Lorehounds podcasts at patreon.com slash the Lorehounds. Any opinions stated are ours personally and do not reflect the opinion of or belong to any employers or other entities. Thanks for listening. A new Star Wars journey begins in the place all good journeys begin. 
at, well, the beginning. This Star Wars Day, I'm excited to introduce the new Star Wars Canon Timeline podcast, where we will piece together the complete story of that galaxy far, far away, in timeline order, from the dawn of the Jedi through the great unknown following the sequel trilogy. This is a podcast for both Star Wars superfans and complete newbies. Listen to the short intro episode now to hear how it works and what to expect over the coming weeks as we set the stage for the new television series, The Acolyte, which we will be covering with weekly breakdowns. Subscribe to the Star Wars Canon Timeline podcast wherever you listen to take part in one of the most epic and expansive stories ever told, following all the twists and turns from start to finish. May the 4th be with you all, all month and beyond. <laughs>